Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Owning It The Anxiety Podcast with me, your host and author of the books that this podcast is based on, Caroline Foran. For anyone just joining me now, welcome to what is actually the last episode of this current season. I'm going to take a quick break. Um, I'm planning something new and exciting uh, when it comes to owning it. Some new content separate to the podcast that you're used to um, that I cannot wait to share with you and all will be revealed soon. When I come back with the next season, I will be covering topics such as climate anxiety, which I know from asking on Instagram is a big one at the moment. Hearing from someone who went into a facility during a period of difficulty with anxiety, um, the idea of which is something so many of us really fear. Um, I'll be looking at parenting your anxious child and more. I'll also be hearing from lots more voices on their experience of anxiety. In the meantime, uh, and to wrap up what has been a lovely season, I really wanted to come back for a solo episode and recap some of my biggest learnings from this season. I think each time I do a season of owning it, I get more and more clear on what it takes to actually own anxiety, which is what it's all about. That has always been the goal. That has always been my laser focus of this series. And I know it's it's easy to get pulled away on different tangents. And when you're talking about anxiety, you can go in lots of different directions. And it's really important to me to always bring it back to how can I help the listener and myself better understand and better manage anxiety all of which comes together under the umbrella of owning it. So as I've said from day one, it's it's never been about curing anxiety or getting rid of it so that we never have to feel it again. That is not the goal. It's about allowing for it, understanding it and knowing how to ride the waves as they come, paying attention to what your anxiety is trying to point you towards. So I recently had the idea that anxiety, which we so often fear and want to stamp out, that's the feckin' seagulls. They're going to just be background soundtrack for this whole episode. But anyway, I recently had the idea that anxiety is actually a bit like a compass. So it comes along when we've gone off track, when we've lost our way, when we find ourselves in a situation that doesn't serve us all that well to point us in the direction of where we need to be. This idea of anxiety doesn't necessarily apply to every single experience of anxiety, but it really helps me when it comes to things like the spirals that I so often get caught in when I'm doom scrolling on social media, falling down massive rabbit holes of social comparison and feeling really anxious about where I should be, how I should look, how my house should look, how my bathroom should look, how I should be living before I've even realised it's happened. 
The anxiety that goes along with this is saying, hey, this is not good for you. This is not what you're about. Of course, the way our anxiety communicates with us is very often unpleasant. I mean, it's never nice to feel anxious. It's never, we never welcome it. But I really do believe it means well and that anxiety is actually always on your side. It wants to protect you. One thing I've really learned is how significant our perception of anxiety really is. So more so than the presence of anxiety or stress in the body, how we perceive it is crucial. I get so many messages on Instagram every day from people all over the world. I'm so grateful to receive them, although I find it really hard to get back to everyone. But I know these people are really struggling and they're really desperate not to feel anxious. And there's a tone across every message of just like, help me just get rid of this. I need to not feel this way anymore. But where I think we might be going wrong and where I was going wrong myself when my anxiety was at its worst was in my perception of it. So I really want you to try and remember this. We get so caught up worrying about what anxiety says about us. So much of our anxiety is that top layer of social stigma of, oh my God, what will people think of me for feeling anxiety? What will this say about me? How will this impact me? We forget to pay attention to what anxiety is saying to us. So if you think about it, we're more worried about what, anxi- what anxiety is saying about us. We forget to pay attention to what anxiety is saying to us. Anxiety is your body's way of communicating with your mind that somewhere along the way you've gone off track. And it does this because so often the way we live our lives these days, our mind and our body are just on different planets. They're on different orbits. Our mind is go, go, go. All this, you know, fast stimulation coming at us from every angle. And our body is still kind of, primitive trying to catch up being like whoa this is too much to me when we think of anxiety as a compass you'll then wonder okay well what is it trying to point me towards if it is a compass well another major learning that's come up for me across several of my podcast conversations is this to get yourself back on track you need to keep coming back to your values if anxiety is your compass your values are like your north star in my conversation with behavioral neuroscientist dr michael kane this was his big thing We spoke about environmental anxiety and the constant basal level of anxiety that might be there for all of us without us even really being aware of it due to the news, technology, our phones and all of of that kind of thing. Our best defense against these kinds of environmental anxieties, he says, is bringing ourselves back to our values. For example, if I'm crystal clear on my values, which might be that my family's health and well-being is a value of mine, then being liked on social media is a trivial worry I can put to rest or at least remind myself of. If a value of mine is not to work myself into the ground, then someone else's you know, amazing sounding promotion does not need to make me question how well I'm doing or question my own self-worth. Again, you can't necessarily stop it from happening in the first place, but your values can just you know, remind you of what's important. If surrounding myself with a select few good people matters to me more than being friends with everyone or being liked by everyone, then I don't need to keep trying at this one friendship, for example, that makes me feel crap about myself every time I come away from an interaction. If doing my best in my work endeavours is a value of mine, then I don't need to get so worked up worrying about whether everything will go as planned at my next presentation. So these are all examples. These are just hypothetical examples of where anxiety might rise up for you and where your values might actually diffuse it if you can be clear on them. Now obviously having a clear picture of your values in your mind won't solve every experience of anxiety that you encounter. Sometimes as we know you're merely experiencing anxiety because you're having too much caffeine or sometimes it's because you have yet to process a traumatic past experience. There are so many things that we can do to own our anxiety 
and I hope that I've recovered most, if not all of them. But referring back to your values, especially when it comes to these external anxiety triggers, these outward things that really eat us up, such as social comparison, paying attention to your values is massively helpful and, and really often overlooked, a very underutilized tool in our back pocket that doesn't cost us a penny. So think about that. Anxiety might not be the sinister monster coming along to ruin your day. Maybe it's your compass trying to point you towards that which is important. When you consider anxiety in this way, maybe it's no longer something to fear, but something to become curious about, ask questions of, and maybe even appreciate. It will keep bringing you back to your values. And when you live life for the most part in alignment with your values, and by that I mean what really matters to you, anxiety might not rise up as much as it once did. And that has certainly been the case for me. If you can work on anything that will transform your experience of anxiety, it's your perception of anxiety in the first place that matters most. So just start here. This is your starting point. I promise you it will make such a difference. It has done for me. Some other key takeaways from this season in particular. So David Robert Grimes, I had on very recently in our conversation about manifestation. And he reminded me that we are not what we think. We see so many quotes and platitudes saying, you know, you are what you think and what you think you will become. I don't agree with this. I, I, and neither does my guest, David Robert Grimes. You are not what you think. What you think will change. What you think today, you might not think tomorrow. Our thoughts come and go and change and evolve. So you do not have to attach yourself so heavily to your thoughts as if there's some sort of fortune telling tool for the future, especially your anxious thoughts. They're not going to determine your future. Thinking that something bad will happen or thinking negatively is not going to doom you to a life of misfortune. That is just not how it works. And and that's actually really liberating when you get there. You will not be punished by the universe for jumping to the worst case scenario. And likewise, you won't be rewarded by the universe for only ever thinking positive thoughts. That's not how the universe works. That's not how the universe does, does not have this thinking capacity to say here that person's been thinking really positively I'm going to send all the good vibes their way the universe doesn't really care and I know that might be a bit hard for some people to hear but for me it was like a permission slip to just allow my thoughts go where they want to go it's okay sometimes they need to go to negative places to consider the worst case scenarios in order to help us prepare for something that is okay you are not what you think Sleep expert Heather Darwall-Smith had some really interesting insights on the relationship between sleep and anxiety and how we should probably steer well clear of devices that track our sleep. So this was among the many insights that she had um, that were kind of eye-opening for me. But this was really important because they can be so unreliable and they give rise to a performance anxiety around sleep, which is going to be so counterintuitive. So she was saying that she got so many people coming into her clinic and they all had this spin-off anxiety. So maybe it started off as like anxiety about how to sleep better or anxiety about something else. Then it became anxiety about how well they were sleeping or how good at it they were. It was this performance anxiety, which is obviously not going to help matters. I like tracking my steps. So I do wear a device and I like tracking my exercise, but I, I tend to take my device off at night. So if I wake up in the morning and I feel really good, that's going to determine how I feel for at least the morning or you know hopefully the rest of the day if my watch was to tell me oh no actually you had a really bad night's sleep I think that would influence me to then feel worse than I did or make me anxious about the next night's sleep and me feeling like I need to make up for it 
I just don't think it's all that helpful. I would really rather rely on how I feel and setting myself up as best I can for a good night's sleep without monitoring every second of it. So she talked through some really helpful ways to break the anxiety cycle when it comes to sleep. So that is an episode that is definitely worth a revisit. Um, I will be going back to it myself in a very short time. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Something I hadn't really explored before was the interplay between anxiety and depression. And both Scarlett Curtis and Kagi Dunlop shared interesting insights on this this season. The two experiences, so anxiety and depression, so often go hand in hand, but they're so different. So I've never really experienced bouts of depression in the way that the girls were describing. I was only ever diagnosed as depressed as from an assessment in a therapy session where it was like a tick box thing. And that was very much as a result of how anxious I was at the time and how utterly hopeless I felt and how miserable that made me. So it was like a, a byproduct of the anxiety Um and that I felt, yeah, like I just, I thought that was going to be my life forever. So I got depressed as a result of it. And it was a really weird two sides of the same coin, like one minute feeling really low and one minute feeling really anxious. And they're, they're quite jarring when they come together. But it was very situational for me. I recently read a description of the two that said, when you're in a depressive period, it's like you are being pulled way down, like beneath the surface of the earth and you're looking back up towards your normal self, your normal self. And with anxiety, you've gone up far too high and you're looking down, at, back down at your normal self. So one is like an intense lowness and the other is spinning up way too high. It was so helpful for me to hear Scarlett in particular describe what it can feel like for her when depression descends on her for a period of time. And sometimes it can be quite like a long period of time. And I think it was really wonderful of her to share that, you know, it, I think so many people try to just, same with anxiety, we, we, we spend so much of our energy trying to justify our experience of anxiety, and I'm sure the same with depression, but you cannot, there's no necessary causation 
for depression like you can't just say oh well look how good your life is and look look at like Scarlett's a very fortunate person she's had a very um privileged upbringing she's got a you know openly her dad is is a very wealthy man he made some of the biggest movies in Hollywood that does not exclude her from being capable of feeling low because depression doesn't care about your life situation it's it's a thing that happens in your brain and body that can come along for no rhyme or reason so it's well worth a listen if not to comfort your own experience um at least to help you understand and be compassionate towards friends or family members who struggle with depression themselves because it can be so hard to understand when you're not the one in it um but our understanding of other people's experience is really important because that I believe will go such a long way in taking away that the worry of what our anxiety or our depression says about us which is just such a useless anxiety like the anxiety about worrying about what your anxiety says about you is just we just don't need that so we need to normalize it and and how we normalize it among many ways is trying to understand each other better I also learned a lot about therapy this season so I went back to therapy myself for the first time in eight years and it has been such a lovely experience. I did an episode on going into detail on the reasons why I went back to therapy and how it's been. Um, I forgot just how exhausted you would feel after a session though. Oh my god you think that you're just having a chat but you're actually expending so much energy especially if you're going back in time and bringing things up that you haven't really thought of in a while. So in my chat with Dr. Claire Kambametu, who's a clinical psychologist, I learned about the differences between types of therapists and therapies. And for me, if I, if I got it right, the key distinction is this. So if you want to just talk through some stuff and go to therapy as a kind of maintenance, which is where I'm at now, I just kind of want to check in with someone. I want to have a space where I can just openly share and not feel like I'm being judged. Then a psychotherapist is a great choice. If, however, you have a more specific, tangible problem, such as acute anxiety so that was where I was a few years ago when I was like okay I have to go away on this trip and I physically can't get myself out the door then you might want to work with a psychologist as they are more treatment based and assessment based so that's the difference I think that is 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 the clearest delineation between them so definitely go back and listen to that episode if you want a little bit more clarity though as I know it can be quite confusing and it's hard to tease apart Um, I will have a bonus episode coming soon in between seasons that will drill further down into therapy um, and ask all of the questions that you have you want to get answered um, and ask questions about what happens when you're actually sitting in the therapist's office um, and a lot more. So do stay tuned for that. I never really thought that I would be still creating this podcast. I This is me wrapping up season eight. I did not think there would be that much in it. I'm so grateful to you for listening. I just want to thank you so much, whether you're out for a walk or you're pounding the pavement with a buggy or you're on public transport or maybe you're just having a quiet moment. Thank you so much for inviting me into your space and allowing me be part of your journey of better understanding and owning anxiety. Um, It is such an amazing... It's such an honour. Um... And I really think that there's there's still always so much more to explore and I am forever learning. Like I thought when I wrote that first book in 2017, like that's it, like I get it now, but no, I'm constantly learning new things and rethinking and revising thoughts that I had before and every single conversation that I have on this series, as well as the ones that I have with myself, sometimes more so the ones I have with myself, 
contribute towards my own efforts to own it and I hope it's the same for you too. So for anyone listening now um, feeling really overwhelmed by anxiety I just want to wrap up this season by reminding you that I too felt that way. I felt so frightened and hopeless and I really am fine now. Like I really am good. Yes anxiety still pops up every now and then but I know exactly why it doesn't take me long to figure it out and I know exactly what I need to do to ride the wave of it and move through it and come out the other side and it gets so much easier over time it's never going to be as intensely awful as it is that first time you experience it when you don't understand it and you're frightened and you don't know why it's happening you'll never go back to that point you won't always feel this way and I really hope this podcast can help in some small way towards things improving for you so thank you for listening thank you for sharing thank you for reviewing I'll be back really soon lots of love up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. The easiest way to access Owning It Real Time is to head to the link in the episode description or episode details, whatever you call them, show notes. You will find the link in there at the top. You can sign up right away for Owning It Real Time and access a full library of 10 situation-specific audio guides that will help you own your anxiety even more than you've ever done before.